Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening, watching, replaying, watching this when you should be walking the dog, listening to this when you should be having a bath. Um, just some of the weird random places that you lot have told me that you listen to this show. But thank you very much for being here. We have one person that listens to the show while they're in meetings and they really should be concentrating on other things. So, so you know, thanks. So you've just said three different locations. So you yeah. know how you were trying to say that we've only got one listener. Shut up. It's the same person. They listened to it three times. <laughs> With the dog in a meeting, completely naked in the bath. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's what I'm going with. Yep. <laughs> okay. Damn it, I don't like it when you remember the things I said last week. <laughs> I don't know how, really. It's been manic. So, Mate, it has been manic. I feel like I haven't seen you for months. We have seen each other. Yeah. Um, but I think one time was literally to deliver sausage rolls to you to make sure you ate something. Oh, yeah. That was very needed and appreciated. And then the two times before that was literally walk in the house, record something, one take Newton would just say his say his bit, and then he buggered off again. <laughs> well, that record, yeah, it was, wasn't it? Oh, sit there. Yeah, okay. What, what do you need me to say, Jesse? I need you to do an intro. All right, go. <laughs> did, did, did like a seven-minute monologue and then finished with, that okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the person who was in the room with us kind of went, what the hell just happened? I was like, oh, one take poorly. Yeah, that, that's how poorly worked. <laughs> Paulie has worked out if he does it in one take, he gets to the cheese and biscuits quicker. <laughs> um, so how are you, mate? How's things going? How you been? Yeah, good, good. And um, uh, I'm particularly good because I am. This is a show that I might have to listen back to, even though I'm going to hear it a million times in editing and everything. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. this week is funny. <laughs> this week, <laughs> right. This week, we are chatting with a man called Mr. Jeff Smith. Now, I met Jeff at the end of last year. He did a talk about some business dealings he was involved in. <laughs> um, and he, on, he and I got on far too well at that meeting. And I said, look, Jeff, one day I'm going to get you onto the podcast. And he went, yeah, no worries, mate. Contact me. So I did. He came into the interview. We did an interview. It was then pointed out how close he and I used to live to each other. And I've mentioned on this show a few times that I used to do door work a long time ago at various nightclubs. We've kind of concluded that Jeff might have been my boss at some times. Yeah. We also concluded many other things, none of which are repeatable anywhere, anytime. <laughs> no, there was nothing else. It was just talking about security and back in the day. Sure. Um, and my favourite one was when I told when I told my story that I really probably shouldn't tell on here when I found a weapon in somebody's trouser leg. Oh yeah, yeah. And Jeff looked at me and went, "I think I remember that." <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> okay, but yeah, and and the amount of now here's one we can admit to. Jeff also knows my mate Matt Sterling, who was the first person that was ever interviewed on Newton's Nuggets. Yes. How small a world is that? Episode one, and knows him really well, which is yeah, quite funny considering how well you know Matt as well. Yeah, and and in this whole world of oh yeah, I know them really well. Most of the times that's complete and utter BS. Okay, most of the time you go yeah yeah all right, and they've I don't know seen them do a show somewhere or they met them at passing. No, no, Jeff and Matt used to do proper training together. I was probably invited to those sessions. Um. Me and Matt know each other far too well. It, it's just turned into this weird thing of, oh my word, how many mutual friends have we got? Um, yeah, and then we hit the stop record button and talked about some real things that have happened as well. Mm -hmm. So, on with the show. On with the show, yes, that's why we're here. Right, we're going to go to the interview between me and Jeff, and then, then me and Jesse will talk about it afterwards, because, oh my word, I think Jesse found out some things about my past life. Hello everyone, welcome back. Now we warned you in the intro, I'm really excited about this one. This is from, do you know what, I've not met this guy enough times, okay? We met once, he did a presentation for a networking group that we both know and love, and it was awesome, okay? It's seriously, normally at these networking things I go, presenters on, I'll have a nap, not with this guy. 
it was funny it was informative it was helpful loads of the people walked out of that room feeling enthused and motivated and straight away i went i need to get you on the show i need to talk to jesse about this we need to get him in so mr jeff smith how are you sir <laughs> great to see you paul thanks for having me on thanks oh, jesse mate. for uh for sitting in the background and helping us out as well. Really good to be here. Do you know what? Jesse is is he's like the hidden backbone for this. People don't realise that even during the interviews, he's there making notes, keeping an eye on things, getting ideas for the social media and how to make it more exciting. It, it, he's brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. Um, but we're not here to talk about him, Jeff. We're here to talk about you. <laughs> and, Fantastic. And... My favourite subject. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. I like to pick a subject you might know a few things yeah. about. Passionate about this one, Paul. Passionate about it. <laughs> and what I said earlier was honestly the truth, mate. When I saw you do that talk, and I won't hear what you talked about, but I just thought he's got something. He can actually motivate people while telling stories. And I love when I meet another storyteller that's good. Okay, don't get me wrong. People can tell stories and demotivate a room and make them walk out of there thinking, I give up. I'm going to go get a job at a retail store somewhere. Okay. Or they sit with somebody like you who tells a story of how you got to where you got to and you just go, what the hell? That was amazing. (laughs) Okay. So I'm going to ask you that horrible first question that I've warned you about. Jeff, could you please tell everyone who you are, what you do and why they should listen to me and you chat for half an hour? Absolutely. Yeah, no problem. Well, the you know, horrible question as it is, Paul, you know, I'm Jeff Smith. I run a company called GS Business Growth Programs. Uh, we specialize in providing growth strategies to business and guaranteed route maps to success. And we help them avoid taking expensive detours on the way. Um, I didn't get here by a straight road, by any stretch of the imagination. There's been some ups and downs in my career over over the years. Um, to say the least, and and some of which obviously you, you heard me talk about when uh, when yeah, I did. Yeah, the, I uh... might be getting you to point out some of those ups and downs. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know the reason I ended up where I am, Paul, is you know, you take rough, you take smooth. Things happen along the way. You know, there is no such thing as as the perfect pathway, but you find your level, you find your way, you improvise, you adapt, you overcome. Um, and 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 you build a life out of it, and 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 somewhere in the the things that I talk about, um, there are lessons for people. Although my lessons are maybe a lot more extreme than other people's, and when you listen to stuff, you just think, "How has this guy ever been that crazy that he got involved in this stuff in the first place?" But yeah. there are takeaways that are relevant to people. You know, everybody knows somebody who's been a bit of a scrape, a bit of a situation. You've been sat on the end of there thinking, oh, this is the worst day of my life and how am I going to get out of it? Um, but there's always a tomorrow. And I think what I try and get across in that is that, you know, there's always options. There are things to do um, and to try and take people on that journey. And part of my my business growth business and my my business strategies is about, helping other people realize their potential and unlocking it um, and so that they don't feel penned in and hemmed in by circumstance that they actually can deal with. Um, and that, that I think is what I try and get across through what we're teaching now and the programs we deliver. And also when I come and, and, and do the talks and I, I talk about the slightly checkered side of some of the things that I've done in the past Mate, you're so right, though. There are ups, there are downs. There's the journey I've had to get where I currently am. And I have a lot of people telling me what a success I am now. Okay. And I find it weird because they don't know how much my bills are to compare to what's coming in. Okay. (laughs) And, and, you know, I I look at success and my in laws probably think success is very different to what I'm achieving. And other people look at you and they see different things. They don't know what's going on in your world. Okay. Um, but yes, yeah, success to me is a weird word because when I, I get people coming up telling me what success I am, I think, where do you need to be? Why are you worried about what I'm doing when actually I can see potential in you, yeah. but you're currently moaning to me that you can't reach success? Yeah. You've got everything there. You've got all the potential. Why aren't you doing ABC to move on? And and we are going to come back to some of these stories, Jeff. But I, I've, I'm working with people at the moment that are amazing, creative, talented, clever, worth an absolute fortune in our world. Mm. And then they moan that, you know, I'm going to get a part-time job over here because I can't make any money. Yeah. 
I, I, I think the problem is that you know, we, we, we've become such a, a comparison society where we're always looking over the fence to see what everyone else is doing, where they've come. You know, everybody's got the ins, the perfect life. You know, everybody's got a Lamborghini and a mansion by the age of 12. And if you haven't got one, you're deemed as being some sort of failure. Um, and, and, and you forget how far you've actually come and what you do. And I think our measures of success over time change. You know, I, I remember, you know, growing up and, and thinking, you know, my measure of success was the big house, you know, the fast cars and all of the rest of the stuff. When you achieve all of that stuff, which which I did and then subsequently lost, you then realize actually it's not that important anymore. And actually it becomes a little bit more about the influence that you can have on people around you, how you can uplift them. And I've I've found more that, you know, success for me changed when I realized that actually success can be collaborative. And if you bring people in and you've got people close to you, you can go on that journey with, the success is tenfold more than if you try and climb that ladder on your own. Um, you know, it's right people, right place, right mindset, right outcome, as far as I'm concerned. Do you know what? You're right. Okay. And I, and, and I know I just went on about how good Jesse is at stuff. But if Jesse wasn't part of the Newton's Nuggets thing, I don't think it'd be any close anywhere close to where it is now. Yeah. Because we have fun doing it. I cannot see how doing this show as a solo would work for me because yeah. I need that other person to bounce off. And we look at the world completely differently as well. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. We, we have similar sarcasm. <laughs> um, but do you know what I mean? We do look at the world very differently. And every so yeah. often I'll be, I'll be going full guns blazing in one direction. And Jesse goes, Oh, hold on. I want to take it this way a bit. Let's go yeah. this way a bit. Cause we're, and I'm like, but, but, and he goes, no, no, we're going this way a bit. Just have a look. And then I kind of kick back and go, you yeah, know, you might've been right. Yeah. <laughs> good work um right i want to i want to take you back a bit i want to go back to the first time that we met and when you did that presentation and that story yeah. about about certain um valuable products should we say absolutely yeah would you mind telling the story no not at all not at all i'll uh I'll, uh, I'll I'll go through and I'll, I'll you know, how long have you got? <laughs> Mate, <laughs> you got we're meant to only do half an version hour. Or the All I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> so when 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 we met Paul, obviously I went back and I and I was uh, you know I, I was telling my my stage story, which is is billed as the Diamond Geezer, um, and it goes back to my days of when I was working in the security industry. Um, you know, I'd previously been in corporate and uh, and had, had, had fallen foul of that and had gone back to doing things that I knew well, which was security, which I'd you know, worked my way through college and everything else, paying my way with security. Um, but I then decided to, to go and set that up on my own. And I've been reasonably successful at it. I wasn't the biggest shark in the pond by any stretch of the imagination, but I'd managed to build a sensible business with a, a sensible income. Um, but unfortunately, I was surrounded by people who weren't sensible. Um, yeah. and one of the things that we're just talking about there is who you put around you. And obviously, we've found that in later years that you get the right who, you get the right result. Well, obviously, when you get the wrong who, you get the wrong result. Um, yeah. And it, it turned out that I'd built teams of all of the wrong who. <laughs> and I had had them all around me. So I was a you know, young guy about town earning fairly good money with what equated to, you know, pretty much a small private army around me. Um, and that puts you on the radar of a certain type of business person, should we call them, um, yeah. who might yeah. find that to be um, rather a useful asset. Um, and I was approached by a business person who had a, a business idea for me, um, which um, went broadly along the lines of, listen, we've got this uh, this meeting we need you to go to. Um, you know, I need you to go tomorrow. You're going to meet these guys. Um, they're going to talk to you about uh, a deal um, and uh, you need to be there. Phone went down. That's it. There's no discussion. You need to go and have this meeting. So I went and had a meeting uh, with uh, three guys in a, in a pub in uh, what I loosely term as the the diamond dealing hub of the world, which was Bracknell, um, and uh, wandered into the pub. 
Uh, within five minutes of me being in the pub, there was an armed police raid on the pub and they arrested the guy sat at the table next to us. Oh, good <laughs> so times, if that eh? wasn't an alarm bell, there should have been some ringing somewhere, <laughs> but they didn't ring. Um, and these guys proceeded to tell me about a deal where we could source diamonds overseas. Um, I'd provide the personnel, I'd provide the money, I'd provide the logistics, I'd provide all of the other stuff. And after I'd provided it all, they'd take half of the money. Um, now, now, Jeff, Jeff, <laughs> um, how can I put? I I worked in the same industry as you for a while when I was younger. <laughs> I agree with you on a lot of the people. There was there was certain management that loved me working because I would talk my way out of situations, whereas a lot of my colleagues um, enjoyed the exercise point of yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Stretching but, out the shoulders a little bit, just to... Yeah, and I think yeah. I've been in similar pubs and met some of these people. No one ever believes me. No one no. ever believes me that these things are true. No, no. Uh, it, it, yeah, just you're just just flitting on from that video once. I, I went for a meeting with a person I won't won't mention mm -hmm. um, in in terms of name, and I and I sat in a pub in Paddington. Uh, and when he walked in, I could hear a helicopter over the top of the pub. Um, and he said, don't worry about that. They're, they're here for me. You know, don't don't pay any attention. We had the meeting. It took half an hour. And when he left, the helicopter left with him. <laughs> it's like, nobody believes that this stuff is real. <laughs> no, no. And this is and I still remember as soon as you started your presentation, I went, oh, it sounds like home. <laughs> yeah, but nobody believes you and, and so until you've had a little stint in that industry you start to see a little bit of what operates in the back room of that industry and the type of people that operate around it you, know, uh, yep. you never fully get it i think you know, you're so divorced you know I, I i talk in my talk about you get into an environment you become desensitized to it and i and i still preach that now within business you sit there you see it so often over and over again it becomes inconsequential to you it becomes something yes. that just happens and, and when so, something like that becomes normal that's yeah. not normal no and uh, but the problem is it, it takes someone external to it or for you to step away to notice because it's like a war of attrition it gradually breaks you down and you gradually just become okay 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 and, and as i talk about in, in in the story that i tell you know one day you're talking about someone got a bit of a beating. It's like, oh, well, you know, never mind. Someone got stabbed. Oh, well, you know, uh, yeah, he probably deserved it. Someone got shot last night. Oh, well, bad day at the office. You know, and, and but that's 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 the way you start to become because yep. the people around you, the environment around you, one of the things, again, I'm always talking about is just be mindful who you put around you and how because they can skew your perspective and once that happens it's very difficult to find yourself again yeah which is why you've got to be careful of who's around you and who do you trust right so i'm going to take you back to the story where you're now providing the money the people the logistics the the heavy the the movements that and they're taking 50 percent jeff yeah exactly and that wasn't a negotiated percentage that was a demanded <laughs> one and uh but yeah i, I sort of you know Again, you know, I'm an inherent risk taker, Paul. I've been a risk taker for as long as I can remember, um, and I, and I, you know, and I sat there and I listened to 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 what is. Let's face it, that's a terrible deal. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's a terrible deal. Yeah, but I but yeah. I sat there and 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 I, and I always tell it. I said, you know, I, I think after you know for the first three seconds of listening to it, you're going oh, and then four seconds, you're thinking, well, maybe six or seven seconds there's a bit of a silly grin and then you go yeah i think i can make that work <laughs> this is it when when you say 50 percent of the profit goes to them but your 50 percent is very valuable should we say um yeah. all of a sudden that little there's a voice in your head that goes this could work exactly and i and i, and I think the, the the thing is as well is that you know it, sort of become ingrained on me even now over over the years because i'm still that same risk taker but now what i do is i make sure i've got people around me like you've got jesse who goes let's just step across here for a little bit and look at it from this way so i've been very good at selecting those people to put around me otherwise i'm still the same kamikaze pilot i was when i was 18 so so 
So it, it's just bringing those bits and pieces in. But you do sit there and you have your head turned. And as I said, you know, I, I walked out of that meeting with a bit of silly grin on going, yeah, I'm going to do it. And in the back of your head, you're going, you know, three nights ago, I was punching people for a living. Now I'm a diamond dealer. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You, you, yeah. Oh, look at me. <laughs> Mayfair, that, here I come. <laughs> it, is, it, it, it is that weirder world, though, isn't it? It is, if, yeah, it is. You know, you, your your life and everything around it can turn on a sixpence, literally. Yeah. And, yeah. and 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 that is is the thing is about you know just for me it's like seeing what can go on around you and what you can influence, and that's become increasingly important. You know, as as we've developed and gone down other career paths, but you know, it's it, it's always so interesting to me to see what kind of U-turn your life can pull within 30 seconds of you walking into a room, depending on who you speak to, for good, bad, or indifferent. You know, it, it's, uh, it's an amazing thing. Completely with you. And so tell me, how did we go from that diamond deal that, that went good, then went a bit bad, is a fair... Uh, <laughs> I'd go shockingly bad, Paul. But, uh, <laughs> if I like you, I don't want to point out the bits you told me too much. But yeah. was, um, all right, it went really bad. It went really bad. It went yeah. really bad. It went really Anyone bad. who's sat there thinking that's a deal I don't want to be involved in, listen to that voice, <laughs> please. Okay. Yeah. Um, it, it did go shockingly bad. How? What did you walk away with? from that deal uh do you mean apart from the contract on me paul <laughs> yeah that was um well that was yeah, part of it yeah yeah, yeah, well, yeah again it, it it was one of those things that you know everybody says if it's too good to be true it probably is um and we started off you know turning it and and, and making making money out of it and we made some some good money in a very short space of time yeah. Um, but the problem was that that what we didn't realize was that we were actually on the receiving end of a long a long con basically that had been set up four thousand miles away by people who had seen us coming a mile down the road um and 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 and, and had played us for the fools that i I was gonna say we were but I was you know because yeah yeah you're young you're greedy you know you're impulsive and uh, and you want to make a difference and you you know I'm Jack the lad, and I'm going to be that. So yeah. here we go. And uh, I was you an were easy young. Target. You were successful, greedy, maybe, maybe. I mean, the Jeff I know now, I wouldn't say greedy, but back then, maybe. Yeah. Um, but the circles you were in as well, there's a certain type of people that are watching those circles all the time. Absolutely. And Absolutely. and I'll be honest, mate. You know what I'm up to these days? I'm scamming people left, right, and centre to prove to them what <laughs> scammers are up to. Yeah. You were the perfect mark. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, we, we, I might as well have, have, have just, you know, had my guys fly out there with a big load of banners, just going, you know, free cash available here, you know, <laughs> and, um, and, 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 it, and it bit us, you know, ultimately, we ended up we, we sent a lot of money down there. Um, and, and when I say a lot of money, I also mean, you know, my money, other people's money, money that had been set up for payrolls, money that was designated for taxes, thinking that we were going to have a, a short flip, you know, the way that it had been before, you know, money turned them back within a week to 10 days. And uh, and we ended up just with a box load of trouble. Um, and, and uh, you know, that that day really set the tone for the next 20 plus years of my life. You know, because... But this is it, mate. Right. So now I, I'm going to now get on to why I wanted you here. Because what you're doing with GS Business Growth, I love. Okay, I love that you've managed to make it a worldwide thing. It's an online thing to help as many people as you can. Um, and we were talking about finances earlier, and I know you help far too many people, and Jesse will tell me off because I help far too many people and all the rest of it. But you've literally gone from having a contract on you, your money's all gone, your team might not trust you like they used to because they've seen what happened. That's a low, okay? Me and you talking about the highs and lows and the ups and downs, that's a massive low, dude. Yeah. How did you then go from there to GS Business Growth in the form it's in? Well, I, I, I think first things first, when things get really bad, I think you learn an awful lot about yourself. 
you know, and 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 it's not until you know everybody goes, oh, well, you get uncomfortable and then you grow. You know, there there's uncomfortable and then there's I'm really in trouble. <laughs> so I went to I'm really in trouble and this is really not a good place to be. And I had literally literally nothing. You know, I, I you know I, I literally could not afford to go for a cup of coffee. You know, I'd gone from having having lunch at the Lanesburg and all oh, this is all very lovely to thinking I wish I could afford to go in the Wimpy. You know, and 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 when you get to that point, you know, you know, something's got to change. You know, it has to change. But the one thing that I had, you know, through all of it, you know, even the good times, the bad times, the one thing I always had was that unshakable, unbreakable faith in myself to be able to deliver a result. You know, and I always come back to the fact that, you know, I'd done things that people had said to me, that's impossible, you'll never be able to do it. You never be able to do it. That will never work. That will never get there. And that constant belief in myself that actually, you know, so so, so somebody said it to me actually perfectly the other day, and 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 it, it's someone who's come to join my team now, and it was a, a a mantra that that she'd sort of grow up with, and and it basically was I can, I will, watch me. And that that was that was you know what the way that that I went, and she summarised it so perfectly. So. So from there, I had to bre- I really had to go and reinvent myself. So I had to go back to things, skills that I'd learned previously when I was in the corporate world. Um, yeah. I had to leave the country. You know, I had to distance myself from the problem, physically distance myself from the problem um, for the benefit of, of, of my health and also for those around me. Because the thing that we always forget is that we make decisions thinking we're making decisions for us. We, we forget that there's a wider impact about what we do and it impacts on friends, family, you know, connections that you've got around you. You have to take some ownership for the fact that actually if you make a bad decision, even in your business, it can bite a lot of people. Yeah. Um, so I had to go and distance from that and, and get back to, to basics. So I went back into to financial services, which is what my my background was. Um, and I had to go and basically, I'd burnt all my bridges, I'd burnt all my contacts, you know, nobody wanted to touch me with a barge pole. Um, and if I'm brutally honest, I didn't want to go back to any of those people because it would have pulled me back to a life that I needed to step away from. Um, yeah. So I had to really just go, I'm cutting all ties, I'm not talking to anybody, no phone numbers, no nothing, bin everything, start again and go back but go with what you know. And obviously I knew financial services and and luckily enough, I was able to get a start back in financial services, albeit in another country. And I went back and I had to to rebuild the portfolio of skills. And, And within that, I got involved in commodity trading, albeit not sparkly commodities this time. Um, and I was able to to help some businesses, you know, structure up because I'd had physical experience of going to do stuff. Um, I was able to put processes in place, albeit on a small scale. I'm not talking, you know, major millions at this point, but started to build some stuff. And then, um, you know, I then carried on in the banking for a while. And then I came back to the UK Um and again, you know, my contracts had finished. I was coming back. I, you know, by the time I'd been abroad, you know, I'd, I'd met somebody. You know, we'd, we'd got married. I was, you know, expecting a baby, and I had to come back to the UK because I didn't have a contract left. Um, and I had to come and 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 really reinvent the wheel again when I got back here. But what I did was I broke out my book of contacts that I'd developed from my time abroad. And I started ringing people. I started bashing the phones. What can I do? You know, who can I talk to? You know, I know that's a frowned upon selling technique these days, and we're all supposed to be dancing on TikTok and all the rest of it. But uh, but I decided to to bash the phones and ring people. Um, and I was really fortunate that um, uh, a friend of mine that I'd met while I'd been abroad that would cultivated a you know a sort of an online friendship with, you know, really supportive, introduced me into some guys up in London who were heavily involved in oil trading and and on a grand scheme, you know, proper companies, real businesses. Um, And I, and I got introduced by them and I, I got into commodity trading um, and was able to go on and develop that in, into a, you know, a a proper business, which again, you know, started by me having to take a bit of risk as well. So, you know, learn the ropes and then, you know, some happy coincidences happened, you know, met some of the right people in the right places yeah. which put me then on a, a journey for the next few years. 
again, not all of that plain sailing, you know, again, within that, some, some successes, some failures, um, some heartache, you know, and, and, and things, you know, again, the general ups and downs of things that you're not expecting. Um, but then it put me into a position where I was able to rebuild a business um, that I was then able and, and fortunate enough to, to meet some fantastic people, learn an awful lot, meet some great contacts in, in the business consulting world, people who have got some real experience and fantastic, you know, um, IP that they had put together and were looking for different ways to be able to put it out there. So I was fortunate enough to be able to step away from my commodity business, still owning a share of it and not having to put all my time into it. Nice. So I was able to then put my efforts full time into generating what is now the GS Business Growth Programs, which is a, a collaboration uh, with myself and, and uh, a group of other consultants who have got fantastic programs that I've been able to, to put together with them that we're now able to offer with um, you know, our, our sort of company um, mission statement, if you like, um, yeah. is to be able to deliver this program in such a way that it positively impacts a billion lives. Um, and so that's what we're that, that that's the driving force between what we're trying to do, which is why we said, let's take this global, let's get it out to as many people as possible. Let's try and make accessible steps because, uh, you know, Paul, you, know, you go and try and hire consultants for anything. The price tags generally are through the roof. Yep. You know, they're they're out of the 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 price bracket for a lot of people. Um, so we tried to then by taking it online and changing the way it was delivered. Um, yeah. we'd like to say we revolutionized business consultancy to a degree, um, you know, because of the way that we now deliver it and the way that it works. But um, you know, at the moment, it you know, everything here is is super positive. Everybody is really really buoyant to be around it. And it, and it's just a pleasure to walk into the office in the morning and just be surrounded by people who are just bristling with fantastic ideas, ways to get it done, and just a real enthusiasm for the company's mission, which is actually, let's get out there and deliver this to people and let's make a difference because we can. And it's, you know, when you can create that environment for yourself, it's just a fantastic place to be. Mate, I love that. Right, you just mentioned money. You just mentioned how expensive consultants are. So what's, <laughs> what's the lowest getting position up to some of the ridiculously high things you're up to? Well, we, we, we've we tried to put together something for everything. So, you know, we were talking a little bit before you come on. So we wanted to be able to take people on a journey. So, you know, our, our, our basic, really basic mini programs, which are, you know, things just to start putting you in the mindset, maybe some things to start challenging some of your limiting beliefs, you know, getting yourself, you know, psychologically ready to go and actually deliver the role of entrepreneur, business owners. I mean, we start those with programs, you know, they're, they're between 50 and 100 quid. You know, so and, and and we've got a number of those, which is, you know, you can take that on and just have a look through. And there's a series of programs so you can buy into those programs. And as you go through there, there are discounts for them. Then we go into the, the, the higher end, which is for more established businesses. People have been going a little while. Now they want to start sorting out their structuring. They've maybe got some staff in place. They maybe want to start bringing people in and 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 getting a collective moving like you know where we've brought people in around us they maybe want to do that that starts to get a little bit more expensive so the average sort of sign up for that where we have some one-to-one -one consultancy with them and we chart their progress and we give them some software and stuff so they can monitor what they're doing that's between uh 500 pound a month for, at the lower end uh, and 1700 pound a month at the higher end for people who require a bit more time and some one-to-one -one sit down but you know, that, that that's like a half day's consulting fee for somebody, but we're giving them a month of support, charting the progress. We give them the license for the software to be able to use. Um, so that's the sort of thing. Then if we go into the big, the intense programs, uh, where it, that's designed to be delivered, it's to, to turn your business around over a three year period. Um, so by that, you know, we're looking at doubling your profit multipliers, doubling your value at exit, you know, all of that good stuff that that you want to hear. Um, and that's designed, you know, if you want to then sell your business in three years or you want to turn it into a legacy business, we'll give you the steer on how to do that. That will set you back 10 grand, but we will also give you finance on that if you want. So you can break that down 
um, and pay it in installments. You don't have to pay it all out at once. So we're just trying to find ways where we can deliver value and bring across, you know, really, really good IP, which has been tried and tested, implemented in some fairly major companies yeah. um, with outstanding results. But try and give it across to people who have got businesses that they're going, let's just survive. Let's get through next month. Let's see where we're going. Let's try and get to the end of the year. Let's step it up. How can we do that? Um, because normally that would be out of their their price bracket. They'd never be able to do it. Mate, completely agree. Completely agree. And to be honest with you, Jeff, if people could just learn how to harness your resilience, I think that would make a massive difference to most of the business owners I know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you know, right, there's part of me that wants to stop it there because that was such an important <laughs> message. But I'm going to ask you that one question that everyone expects me to ask you, which is what one nugget of information do you want everyone to walk away with today? Uh, I think, you know, if, if, if we're talking about, um, you know, nuggets of information for people who are running their businesses, you know, resilience is, is, is a, an easy thing. We could sit there and go, you know, it, it's, it's never that bad, you know, it, it and, and it genuinely isn't, you know, I, and, 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 and I say this, I, I, I say it slightly tongue in cheek. And I, and I said it when I, when I presented to you, you know, it is never that bad. If you have a fallout with your bank manager, you have a fallout with your accountant, you know, you might have a few disputes, you might have some nasty letters, he's not going to come and shoot you in the back of the head at three o'clock in the morning. You know, the people I fell out <laughs> yeah. would have done if they had half yeah. a chance. But push comes to shove at the end of the day, every single one of those people is amenable to talking to you and trying to find a solution, even in my scenario. So, you know, it's never as bad as 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 you think it is. You know, you can have dark times as, a, as an entrepreneur, you can have you know, you can be sitting there, you know, wondering how you're going to make payroll, how you're going to do this, how you're going to do that. It's never that bad. And if you can just hang in and tough it out, you know, there are so many people that have have literally, you know, snatched victory from the jaws of defeat. You know, you 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 can do it. You know, if you just hang in there, just hang in there. That's the lesson. Hang in there, tough it out, look for your options around you, stay resilient. Stay yeah. mindful and communicate. The biggest thing I always go on about, communicate. If you can talk, if you can communicate with people, you're always in with a fighting chance of getting an outcome. The minute you Mate. clam up, when we're under pressure, we all become insular. You, know, you always think, I should deal with it. I should have the answers. It's on me. And the quicker you realize it's not, the more successful you'll be. Mate, it's, it's so right. So right. I love that. Um, something that I can, I can, something I know Jesse would be asking if he was here right now is, when we say we're going to come in and work with you on one of these programs, what kind of strategies are you looking at? Are you going to be looking at marketing? Are you going to be looking at the business itself? Are you going to yeah, be top, top, to top to toe? The only thing that we don't get directly involved with is accounting. Um, yeah, we really we, we don't get involved on the accounting side of it because that is the the one thing where we would be going. Listen, you need somebody who's fully versed and immersed in accounts, so you should have an account specialist come in. What we will talk to you about is you know your growth strategies, your purposes, your principles, how you grow your team, how you buy people into your idea, how you look after your customers, how you review your marketing, how you get best bang for your buck on your marketing spend, how you convert all of that good stuff so that you've actually got a fully functioning business. And even if you've got a fully functioning business, how you grow that, because we all know you start employing people, you think everybody's on the same page, but if somebody walks around your shop floor and asks everybody, what's the goal of this business? And you've got a hundred staff, you'll get a hundred different answers. Yeah. And that's the problem. Everybody is, you know, we've got a general idea, but no real laser focus. And if you can inject that laser focus into most businesses, you'll get a fantastic result. Mate, I love that. Jeff, seriously, I, I promise you it'll be half an hour. I know I've gone way over that. Thank you so much for your time, mate. Do you want to say goodbye to everyone? I would love to. Uh, Paul, Jesse, thanks for having me on the show. Everybody that's listening, I hope you got something out of what I had to say. Um, you know, anybody wants to come and check out our, our website, you'll find us gsfastgrowth.com. Have a look, see what we do. Um, and hopefully maybe I'll see you at an event chatting again someday and you'll get to hear the, the full story and uh, 
some of the stuff we didn't discuss on the podcast. <laughs> Mate, we couldn't. We don't have enough time. We need to do. We need to give you like three extra shows. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, thank you so much, ladies and gents. We're now going to take a quick break, and it's going to go to the bit where me and Jesse talk about Jeff behind his back, and knowing the friend he's got, I'm I'm going to make sure he doesn't know my address. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Newton's nuggets. So, welcome back, um, Jesse. Hello. Any any thoughts on the on the interview? Not the stuff that happened afterwards. The interview. Uh, yeah, Jeff is very 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 lovely person. Yep. Um, yep. You and might know where we live. Yep. All yep. of his friends are delightful. All of his friends, including any ex business partners. They all sound lovely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, my lawyer has uh, charged me too much money to say I can't say anything else. Yes. <laughs> our, our, our our legal team started with "What the hell are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Matt. Yeah, and ended with lots of no, 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 and no. So this is going to be a short ending. <laughs> <laughs> but what right okay from from the diamond stories and the things that you got up to and from being on the outskirts of that world don't get me wrong i was never a big player okay but i knew that i was a big lad and i could stand on doorways and i could intimidate people and mm. i'd always talk myself out of fights it was really quite easy for me <clears throat> but you knew the kind of money that was revolving around that world mm. So it's really not hard for me to see that somebody who's doing well would then get approached to be in a deal of that sort. Yeah. It's interesting but, as well to me because it's only a few years later because the age difference between me and you isn't that great. No. And only a handful of years later where door staff had to be licensed. Yeah. And that changed yeah. everything really. So actually you were towards the end of yeah everything that was going on because by by the time i went to uni i then worked um uni paid door staff but mm -hmm. part of that was depending on the event if it was a big enough event we then had to have license proper licensed door staff in yep and the um, license i can remember the prices of getting licensed was ridiculous compared to what we used to get paid yeah um and you know why they did it it's and and annoyingly kind of makes sense that they did it to stop people like Jeff, <laughs> yeah, and and to stop people like a lot of the guys I worked with, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It, it was it was tough, mate. It was brutal. Um, but to go from right, this is the bit that got me. This is the bit that amazed me. To go from being in fear for your life, having no money, having lost your business standing. To then try and rebuild again. That's mm. nuts. Yeah, I think sometimes that rebuilding must be harder mentally. Yeah. Because anybody who's built a business to a certain level, and I know a lot of people are still on that journey listening to the show, but there are people who have built up a sturdy business. And if you're, you know, 5, 10, 15 years in, yeah, to imagine trying to start from scratch again, you know, all of that, trying to decide whether you're going to do this with your know, 10, 10 pounds or spend it on Facebook marketing or buy yourself a cup of tea and a sandwich. And, you know, those sorts of difficult decisions that are really painful at the early days of owning a business. Yeah. Just go back to that, having owned a mini empire. Yeah. It must be really difficult. It's got to be. Whilst the sensible head in me says, you've proved you can do it once, therefore doing it again, mm -hmm. you know it's possible. The The flip side is you did it once and lost it. Yeah. And, well, there is that. And there's the, the other thing. I, um, I was listening to an interview with um, someone the other day um, where they had basically made money starting their business through eBay at the right time. Yeah. And there was a right time for that. 
Yeah. And like so many people, I mean, we had Fran in here whose Etsy business grew massively out of the lockdown and things like that. Sometimes whilst having the skills to capitalize on that success, actually having the one big thing that just helps that accelerate to a certain level, the right time. And like you say, for example, when it all crashed around Jeff, by that point, it was no point having the same, having the same business wouldn't be the same again, because suddenly licensed door staff were a thing. Yeah. So the security business, as it were, was very different from that point onwards. Yeah. So yeah, a thing time changing uh, that must bring so much doubt because it's like, well, how do I get that little leg up again? How do I ride find the 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 niche that rides the wave of whatever is happening at the time? And it's even it's even to an extreme on this one because. For me and you, if Nuggets fell down and collapsed and and had to go, it's not like we would lose connection with the people who have supported it. No. You know, it's not like we'd lose connection with Tony Edwards, who did the jingle. Yeah. You know, Simon Clements, who who did the logos. We could still turn around to those sorts of people and go, we're going to start something else. Do you want to be involved? Yeah. Whereas Jeff couldn't do that. <laughs> For a whole host of reasons. Yeah. Yeah. And and so I, I don't know, mate. I don't know. I just, well, I love chatting with him. Absolutely. I love what he's doing in the business world. And when we were talking about businesses and how to grow them and what areas he focuses on, and he's trying to, you know, help the whole of a business. I always worry when I ask people how much it is especially because I ask it while we're recorded and, and there's a lot of coaches who would back away from the conversation. Yeah. Because they're trying to justify their thousands of pounds per month. Yeah. But the fact that Jeff just turned around and went, it's this much for the little ones. It's this much for the ones that are already growing and want something that's going to make millions of pounds of difference. Yeah. And I was like, nice. That's, that's sensible. That I like that. Yeah. Because Almost anyone can justify that. Um, actually, do you know what it, it reminded me of when we had Claire Butcher on here, who was talking about uh, how to streamline businesses, how to grow your businesses, how to help yeah. people. And when I did that question to her and I said, what are your prices? And she went, exactly this, and literally gave us a list. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, that's the kind of attitude I like. Okay, don't be scared of your prices. Tell me what they're for and tell me what people will get. And I'll help you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. I'm sure you enjoyed Jeff's interview, Jesse. I um, thought it was great. And like chatting to him afterwards, I think he doesn't glamorize anything and he doesn't shy away from it. It's just, though, that was a chapter in my life. That was something that happened. Yeah. That's what I great really story. like. And he's a really interesting story. Yeah, I think it's a great story. It's a great way to show people what you're like, how you act, um, and actually where your morals are. I like Jeff. I like what he's up to. Fingers crossed this will be really good for a look for him, his team, and all of the people that work with him. Yeah. Right. Sensible things. Yes. Um, as a quick announcement, we've decided not to do Nuggeteer of the Week this week. Mostly because we haven't had time to sort out who's the Nuggeteer of the Week this week. <laughs> yeah. I would love for that to be a more glamorous reason, but seriously, me and Jesse haven't actually talked properly this week at all. No, we've not really seen each other in a couple of weeks now properly. No, no. We're getting used to just pinging each other messages and checking no. on each other, aren't we? And literally, like this recording, where we turn up, we do the work, and then we're on to the next thing. So, yeah. So, and, uh, uh, the, the uh, we haven't got the Nuggeteer of the Week, but uh, like this time last week, <laughs> when you were listening to Newton's Nuggets, we were going, ah, yeah, today is Mental Theft Day. Yeah. Things happened, life happened. Yeah. So now you're listening to this on the Wednesday morning that this comes out. Today is Mental Theft Day. <laughs> we decided to move it back a week because we're awkward. 
<laughs> so if you haven't listened or signed up or whatever, one thirty today on whatever date it is, 26th of April. Yeah. Um Mental Theft Day. Go to mentaltheftday.com and you'll you can still sign up for free. Um and because of the week back, we've had a bit more time to have a look at some of the sessions and some of those are really good. Yeah. Um yeah, the, the, the load of the speakers should be really proud of what they've done. Yeah. Um and can I say on a personal note, we gave an idea of why we had to put Mental Theft Day back. It was a true reason one of the team needed that time. Um, and actually, I want to say thank you to everyone for the responses. Yeah. Everyone's been so awesome. People have just gone, right, cool. It's the right call. Don't worry about it. We, you know, we can wait a week or we can watch reruns. We can do this. We can do that. It's the right call. So thank you to everybody. Even, mate, I was getting private messages as well, checking that, you know, I was okay, checking you yeah. were okay. <clears throat> it was absolutely lovely. So thank you to everybody. I know I couldn't say who exactly was involved because I feel that's wrong. Yeah. Um, but they and their family are doing good. Good. There we go. I'm happy with that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the amount of people who turned around to me and said things like, you know, you've always said family first. You've just proved it. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Well, that's, that was the thing. As soon as we heard about what was happening, we were like that. It was a pretty yeah. quick decision, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was, um, yeah, for the because the other person that was involved, me and Jesse, quickly switched to a just me and Jesse chat, and kind of went pulling this. We're pulling, yeah, we're pulling this now. Yeah, because take the pressure off them to get over yeah. to there and do that. Um, and then we went back and went sod off. <laughs> Go on, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go do what you need to. Um. So yeah, Jesse, thank you as well. I know you were dealing with some of the fallout of last week. Um, I think I dealt with most of the messages. Yeah, I got a few, but not too many. And didn't I at one point tell you to sod off and have a nap? Yeah. <laughs> Best nap ever. Most necessary nap ever. Mate, we got this, right? I finally feel like I've caught up and sleep after last week. <laughs> <clears throat> well done. Well done. And saying that, I need to go and finish stuff off for tomorrow. Right, ladies and gents, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for all your support. And please, please, please make next week an argument between me and Jesse about who's going to be Nuggeteer of the Week. Yes. We are going to put effort in to make a point of looking for who does shares, who does likes, who does comments, who puts out something and tags my nuggets in it. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you um, have been a Nuggeteer before. No. We've had a couple of people that have got it more than once. Mm. There we go. Go for it. We will see you all next week on New Nuggets. Nuggets!